Welcome to After the Act, a film podcast where we talk about movies and shows that we've watched. We are your hosts. I am Randy, here with Mr. Beefy. And Mr. Beefy, we have another fun episode for you guys. A real treat, actually. It's We deserve a lot of thanks for the episode we're about to do. For The world hasn't verbally asked for this, but I feel it in my heart that everyone wanted this. So what we're doing is our top five Adam Sandler movies. Oh, shut time. up. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a lot of good quotables in here. It's going to be a lot of good ones. Um, yeah, for le- mostly no reason at all, we just decided to do top five Adam Sandler movies. I think it was just like a, a side comment on a Twitch stream we were doing. But it felt right. It felt It felt like the Sandman needed some praise and some recognition. And as soon as we even thought about that episode, we went to the filmography and I was, I was shooketh. I was shooketh to my core at how hard it would actually be to put together a top five Adam Sandler list. Like we we did a top 10 of all 2019. This top five Adam Sandler list was harder to put together than a top 10 2019 movie list. This shit was evil, man, honestly, because just (laughs) looking at it, I used to, I really love Samuel L. Jackson as an actor because I really love actors with a really diverse catalog. They're not like they're not afraid to tackle really any work. Uh, it's the same with Adam Sandler. I was so taken back because obviously we grew up with Adam Sandler. We know a lot of like the most mainstream films, but he's been doing a little bit of everything for years. So it was actually a little bit overwhelming because you have movies that are so different from one another. It almost seems unfair to compare them to a certain degree. Um, but you know what? Here at ATA, we said, fuck it. We're going to do it. We're going to pay the Sandman the respect that uh, that he may or may not deserve, depending on what you guys think. But <laughs> Randy and I really, uh, really enjoyed a lot of these films. It was really tough to make a, just a top five. And on top of that, really just when you're comparing different genres like drama and comedy, it's even harder. Uh, but even so, we did our best. And uh, we we obviously know this is what you guys have been waiting for. Um, so let's just not waste any more time, man. Is there anything else you want to say before we just jump right in? No, I, I'll pretty much echo everything you said. Uh, the comparing drama-based movies to comedy-based movies of the Sandler catalog was the one I had the most trouble with because there's someone like, okay, critically, I know this movie is better than this movie. It's like critically, it just is. But there's so many movies on his list that are so fun that I'm like, I, it will be disrespectful for me now to put this movie on this list. Like there might be riots in the Sandler streets of how did you not put X movie on this list? And I'm going to incite such Sandler fandom rage with this list. So, I mean, Hey, we could just get into it. If you guys are ready for some Sandman movies that you might be surprised ever on this list or not. I mean, just just buckle in. We're going to do non-spoilers for why we like these movies, why they're on the list. Um, going from five to one, we'll, t- we'll, go, we'll take turns on that. And let's get ready, boys and girls, for the Sandman. Let's let Adam Sin- Sandler tickle you for an hour and change. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I, can, I can get it started. I can get it started with my number five. And my number five movie of Adam Sandler of all time is 
click. Yes, click. Ain't I nobody the... fucking with my click. Click. Oh, we got to <laughs> stop. I can't, we can't afford that sound bit, actually. Continue. No, nah, not at all. And like, judging from like critics and probably the box office, I don't think a lot of people fucked with click. Um, I think it, it was hovering in... Uh, actually, it did, it did all right in the box office. It got $240 million out of an $82 million budget, so it made money. Um, I think that Rotten Tomatoes scores are in the 30%, but... I really enjoy Click. I think it's one of the most under-talked about Adam Sandler movie. Um, it's different than a lot of his uh, like Happy Madison-based movies. He he didn't write this one. He just starred in it and he produced it. But it's a really simple, silly premise of what if you had a remote that can control not only your life, but the universe, the actual magical universal remote. And what if that remote was given to Adam Sandler? And there you go. That's 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 the premise. You have a family man. He's a little overworked, but he's putting his family not as a priority versus career. He gets a magical remote that can rewind time, fast forward time, pause time, do all these crazy stuff. And accompanied by um, Christopher Walking. Uh, this movie is really fun. Uh, you just have Adam Stanley doing his typical, like, slightly angrier than he should be shtick of a family man. Um, what antics could he get into if he, you know, pauses time while his boss is about to um, berate him over something? And then it gets pretty touching towards the end. There's a lot of good family drama beats. This is very much more comedy than not, but it has surprisingly good acting especially towards the end where it actually gets me choked up almost every time when I watch this movie. So it's entirely silly. Adam Sandler has such a great time with this premise. This seems more almost like a, uh, a Jim Carrey movie where you have like this ridiculous fantasy premise with a ridiculous, ridiculous character. I wouldn't be surprised if Carrey didn't have like an audition for this movie, but Adam Sandler in this role just works so well. He's lovable in almost anything he does. And, Give him a, a, a Black Mirror-esque plot, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. So, Click came back. It came out in 06. If you haven't seen it, you'll pick up that remote. Watch Click. Number five. I see what you did there with the whole remote thing, and it was beautiful, man. It was, it was I good. know. It was good stuff. You right. You right. But, uh, all right, my, my f- number five is actually really predictable, but mm. I, I acknowledge that it's predictable, but it's still a, a delight. And it's worth noting because it's one of those films that you always see it on TV and you every time you watch it, you get something new out of it. You'll either enjoy it because of its very quotable lines or you'll enjoy the cameos that are often a very big theme in Adam Sandler movies. So, you know, without any more ado, uh, it's Happy Gilmore. Uh, and I really love Happy Gilmore because up until that point, I, I mean, at least I can speak for myself, I feel like golf was one of those sports that was pretty niche. Uh, it wasn't as popular as like American football or soccer or, you know, any of those other sports that have been represented in films like to death. So this was the first time I actually saw a golf film as a kid. Um, and on top of that, it was just hilarious. So that was, that already added to the appeal for me. Uh, going back and watching it now, I really enjoyed Happy Gilmore uh, because it came out right after Billy Madison, which I think was his. It was one of his first films, if not his first first film. 
that he was a major star in. Um, and I feel like Happy Gilmore was everything Billy Madison was, but just more polished, uh, which I really enjoy from a, from a filmic standpoint. Um, just just the way it was filmed, it just seemed, you know, the the angles and the and the uh, the acting just seemed a little bit better than in Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore really taps into this really interesting character of this hothead hockey player who, you know, without spoiling too much, has to make money. And he finds a way to do it through, you know, slap shots and golf and then having to eventually learn how to golf um, from the very, very popular Carl Weathers, who you might recognize from every action movie ever, uh, especially Rocky, um, plays a, plays Apollo Creed. Uh, so it's just a really enjoyable film with some really, really great lines. Uh, just off the top of my head, love the cameos of Bob Barker. I feel like that's always like one of the funnier parts of the film. Oh, yeah, for sure. Insert sound bit of just Adam being like, the price is wrong, Bob. And just like gets the shit beat out of him by Bob Barker. <laughs> First time I'd ever seen Bob Barker in that light, you know, growing up with abuelitas in my house. Uh, they all love the price is right. And that's really all I knew of Bob Barker until that film. So that was already a nice little surprise. And, uh, of course, you have to love Richard Keel's uh, representation of Mr. Larson, just this really towering, huge man who uh, constantly threatens Christopher McDonald's character, Shooter McGavin, um, and at the end just gets to, like, beat the shit out of him. It's 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 really enjoyable. Um, and, of course, you see all of the standard faces from all the Adam Sandler, Happy, uh, Happy Gilmore cast, um, or whatever his production company is, um, Happy Madison. Um, so you see yeah. all of them in their full glory, and you kind of see the roots of Adam Sandler and how he how he grew into what he is now. Um, but yeah, just a really enjoyable film. It's a classic. If you haven't seen it, you won't be disappointed. Happy Gilmore is my number five. All right, great choice. It's really hard to have any kind of Adam Sandler speak without Happy Gilmore. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 a classic. It's one of those quintessential Adam Sandler movies where even if people don't like more of the lowbrow like Billy Madison type movies like everyone I think everyone loves uh the Happy Gilmore one so great number five very fair choice what was your uh, uh what was your happiest memory from you know ironically enough Happy Gilmore um do you have a favorite part without spoiling too much hmm I mean the Bob Barker part is probably everyone's favorite scene from the 90s period um, so a runner up for that one. Um, actually, I just like when he's just starting off learning golf via his, his kind of failed hockey career. Um, that's always just fun. Um, everything it has to do with him essentially about to beat someone's ass on the golf course via his hockey anger. It was just a great, a great deal. A mix of, uh, classic Sandler, just, for some reason, every one of his characters has to have an anger problem. There's even a movie about that called Anger Management. Um, but anytime you just get the angry fucking Sandler on a golf course, because no one's angry ever on a golf course. It's, it's deadpan as shit. So I love those moments. <laughs> yeah, besides Tiger Woods, I really didn't know a damn thing about golf, I'll be honest. I was like, I, I know Arnold Palmer's a drink. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> I, I definitely... Knew him as the drink before the legendary golfer for sure, but yeah, good choice, good choice. And that, see, now I want to rewatch, uh, Happy Gilmore. Like, I, I might just do another Sandler binge. I did rewatch some movies to get ready for this list, but there's there's just too many Sandler movies. You can't get through them. 
It's impossible. He's been at this for a really long time. Uh, yeah, and and we'll we'll get to stop. that later on in the episode. We we've we've admitted to one another that some of these movies we feel should be on the top five, but we haven't seen them, so we can't include them yet. So we we may very well revisit this in the future. Um, and of course, you know, tell us you know what your favorite Adam Sandler film is in the comments. But yeah, we'll definitely come back to this because there's just so many films out there that. We haven't gotten a chance to see or we've seen them so long ago that we can't give an honest review or opinion on them. So, yeah. What's your yeah, number four, as, as soon as this episode comes out, they'll be demanding a Sandler retrospective episode. Oh, and demanding for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably demand it too. It's all good. All right. So, moving on to my number four movie of Adam Sandler's catalog of all time is Netflix's the Meyerowitz stories, new and select. The Meyerowitz stories is very much an underseen movie. It was kind of grouped into uh, the slew of Netflix Adam Sandler movies that were made via the Netflix deal he had, the, the mega multi-million deal he made with Netflix to give them exclusive movies. And this is one of those that just kind of slipped right in the middle of that grouping of movies. And this is probably... I haven't looked it up, but it could be one of his most, probably the critically highest acclaimed movie that stars Adam Sandler. And for good reason, because Adam Sandler is a great actor. You don't think of Adam Sandler, the great actor. That's not the subtitle everyone puts on for Adam Sandler. But watching the Meyerowitz stories, that's exactly what should be said. He is a great actor. It's a movie that stars Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller and Dustin Hoffman. And all three of those people are brilliant actors. Ben Stiller is a great fucking actor. If people didn't realize that either. And this movie shows that Ben Stiller is a great actor. Um, so this movie is, it has a similar plot of like an estranged family. So there's an estranged family and they need to gather back into New York City to uh, celebrate their father's uh, artistic work. And... They're estranged for a reason because this is a dysfunctional family. You have Adam Sandler coming back uh, to his home and with his daughter, who's going to college soon. His daughter, by the way, has fun personality of like uh, she likes to make provocative sexual indie films. And she's really proud of it. And her dad supports it. Like it's it's a fun, weird dynamic that him and his daughter have that it's lovely, weird, off like off the wall. But it's it's very it's very adorable. And you have. Adam Sandler coming back to uh, troubling dynamics he had with his father and his sister and his brother, his brother being Ben Stiller. Uh, his sister, she was played by, was it Emma Thompson? No, that's uh, it was uh, Elizabeth Marvel who plays uh, Jean Meyerowitz. And just having Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler for one and Dustin Hoffman as the father is playing off of each other where it was brilliant. There's a lot of similar themes that you would see in movies where you're just trying to reckon with how you grew up, what happened that led to some of the, the downfalls that Adam Sandler's character has as a family man, as a career man, and comparing that to maybe the success of his other family members, the tragedy that all, they all maybe try to uh, hold deep inside and not really talk about. There's a lot of touching moments in this movie. Uh, there's a lot of family heartbreak related plot lines and the way that they play off of the comedic timing of these actors 
with the the weight of the drama is brilliant. I, I love this movie. I think this movie came out in 2017. And if we did a top 10 of that year, this probably would have cracked the top five easily. Um, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. It showcases how different Adam Sandler can actually be as an actor. He still has like this charming Sandler personality with anger issues. But what they ask from him is different than any other typical comedy. So this plays as a drama comedy. It definitely leads into the drama in a great way. And it's great acting by particularly two actors, Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, who are known for their sillier sides. But, you know, comedy is tragedy plus time. And you can see that these comedic actors really still have a great grasp of what tragedy is and how you can use it for these uh, nuanced performance. So The Meyerowitz Stories, it's on Netflix right now, and it is a fantastic Adam Sandler movie, and why it's and that's why it's on my list as my number four Sandman movie. Yeah, man, that was Meyerowitz Stories is interesting. It's one of those films that I heard was really good, um, but it honestly fell under the radar for me. I um like you said, it, it got kind of swept up by the Netflix deal that Adam Sandler made, and unfortunately, uh, a lot of those movies just really weren't good. Um, so Thanks. It, Thanks. It, it almost seemed kind of like a cash grab for Adam Sandler. Uh, so I didn't really hear much about it. I didn't even know about it until you had told me about it. I think uh, the same year it was released, but I just never got around to watching it. So unfortunately, um, I have not seen the Meyerowitz stories, but you know, it seems it seems like it's a it's a pretty pretty deep film, and like you were saying, uh, Ben Stiller. I don't recall the last time I saw him in a serious role. Um, I, I can't even I can't even think of one honestly. I think they've always been comedies and just like him doing satirical stuff. Um, but yeah, Meyerowitz stories. That's an interesting choice. I'll, I'll definitely have to go back and uh, and see what the what the hype is. Um, but yeah, for in, sure, for interesting sure. number four. Uh, my number four uh, is a movie we both love. Uh, we quote it all the time. And I was going back and forth on this one because, like I said, there's such a wide range of Adam Sandler films that it's really difficult to kind of compare these. So what I ended up doing for my list is, um, you know, Happy Gilmore aside, I tend I'm going in a ascending order of drama for my for my list. Uh, just, I feel like his more serious roles tend to be his best films. So for me, this next film is a good blend. Uh, of those two things, and uh, that movie is Big Daddy, which was released in 1999. Mm, great choice. It's great choice. It's a fantastic film, and can I just say, you know, all jokes aside, Cole Sprouse and Dylan Sprouse, same yeah. the brothers who played Julian in the movie, uh, they have no business being that fucking hot. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they're good looking dudes. So uh, it's just kind of weird to see some of these actors we grew up with. Uh, growing up and uh, becoming better looking than us. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> so I was going more towards the talent route, but you're right. They're, they're attractive young lads. Th- they are. They are. Uh, we have a face for radio, which is why we do this. But, uh, you know. <laughs> big big truth. Big truth. <laughs> hey, man, our voices can't be beat. Um, mm. But, yeah, this this film is just so charming in a lot of ways. And I think you you begin to really see a good blend of the comedy and drama Um you know, genres kind of being put together. And I think Big Daddy was one of the first films in which you got to see him kind of do that, uh, be a little more serious, but also keep that iconic uh, Adam Sandler stamp 
which again comes down to cameos and the, the happy Madison crew and not to spoil too much, but the plot revolves around a man named Sonny Koufax played by Adam Sandler, who, um, you know, is an aspiring lawyer or went to law school, but dropped out. Um, and he's just got these friends around him who for all intents and purposes are, you know, living their best life. They are successful professionals and Adam Sandler's character, Sonny is really the only one who hasn't learned any real responsibility. He's still living the bachelor life. And, uh, you know, one crazy day he hears a knock on his door and it's this little boy named Julian. And, uh, there's just a note, a note attached to him saying, Hey, I, you know, don't, I, I come from such and such mother and I need someone to take care of me. Please take care of me and be my dad. So Adam Sandler in hilarious fashion learns about how to raise a kid and the importance of being a father and what it means to be responsible for someone else's life. And, uh, you know, to say the least, so many great quotable lines from this film as any Adam Sandler movie should have. Uh, but it also has a really great dramatic flair to it at the end. Um, especially when he finds out that he loves this little kid and wants to be his dad forever. Uh, it's really touching. It's really heartfelt. Uh, if you haven't seen Big Daddy, please check it out. It's it's wonderful in so many ways. You'll see a lot of really popular faces like Jon Stewart. Of course, Rob, uh, Rob Schneider from the Happy Madison crew. Leslie Mann, uh, Jory Lauren Adams, who I really haven't seen since, I guess, Chasing Amy. But uh, she's wonderful in this film. Stu, Steve Buscemi, the man himself. Uh, just a lot of great names. So if you uh, if you want to see more dramatic Adam Sandler roles but you know still love his comedies, this is the perfect middle ground for you. Check it out. Yeah, great call. That was definitely one of my most watched movies as a kid, just being at like my grandmother's house with my cousins. And I think someone had the VHS of Big Daddy, and it's just great. Like, that was – as soon as I saw that movie, I just couldn't stop quoting. Like, I don't know how many times in my life I – said i wipe my own ass i wipe my own ass bro i was just and... thinking about that line <laughs> i think about adam sandler every time i wipe my ass all right that's how good this movie is uh, if you can take it that way <laughs> adam sandler don't take that the wrong way we love you it's a compliment we promise you it's in the best way i can think about anything when i wipe my ass i think about you i think about you sir and i salute you <laughs> that's a great line for for picking up a girl or like your long telling your girlfriend the long-term girlfriend how much you love her like, girl, I love you so much, I wipe my ass and think about you. That's how much you've invaded every part of my life and my heart. You're welcome. <laughs> it's you and Adam Sandler, girl. That's it. Two of you's. Top two. <laughs> Top two when taking a number two. <laughs> and that's fair. Oh, yeah, Big Daddy. I Again, that's another one I haven't seen in a while, but I've seen it so it's just embedded in my heart of lovable fucking movies. You got, you got, the, you got the drama. You got the weird dynamics of kid and fathers and just this angry pathetic dude learning to maybe not be as pathetic as he was before so great choice for your number four i really love the steve buscemi character the homeless dude um or no i'm sorry no or the nazo i'm sorry rob schneider's character nazo yeah yeah yeah. is is that one scene where he's (laughs) having him spell he's like he he pop he he pop he he, 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 he pop anonymous this is bullshit. He gets all the easy ones. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 so good. It's again those '90s era like lowbrow as a lot of it can be, fucking hilarious, and you know it. And Big Daddy has a lot of all of it. So 
That was your number four, right? So Numero cuatro. Okay. Coming into that top three right now. That top three Adam Sandler business. I don't know if they're ready for this top three. I'm not ready for this top three. But they're going to get it anyway. The top three Adam Sandler films. Call me X because I'm going to give it to you right now. So my number three movie of Adam Sandler of all time is Waterboy. Wow. See, I love that movie, but it, I I don't know, man. It was tough. There's so many honorable mentions in this film. That's like at the top of the list. I couldn't put it on mine uh, because it's just, it's so silly and hilarious for me, but is it necessarily a good film? I don't know. Tell me. Tell me why you think it's it's number three. Waterboy is one of those quintessential Adam Sandler movies where critically, no one will argue, wow, what a great film. But comically, it is hilarious. It is, I don't know if it's actually based off a skit, but it feels like an extended SNL skit. It actually might be. I'm not sure. Someone, someone fact check that for me. But... It plays like that for like 90 minutes and everything about this movie is hilarious. It has hilarious fucking character work. The Bobby, the Bobby Boucher. Is it Bobby Boucher? Bobby Boucher. Uh, it's Boucher. Excuse me. Boucher. I want that character in more things. He shouldn't be in any other movie. Bobby Boucher. But I love it. Let's For, for one, for Adam Sandler to be able to deliver the lines he did while trying to execute this character stutter. And, of course, people can actually suffer from stuttering. But the way he does it in this movie, in this context, just works so well because it's a charming character who doesn't know much. He's very sheltered by his mama. He has a great physical skill in football, foosball. And, okay, put that character in a situation where he's playing on college football, and it's hilarious. You have him trying to, you know, <laughs> uh, get with Vicky, his uh, love interest in the movie. And it's just like... The amount of quotes in this movie versus any other movie, I, I, I think I put Waterboy on his most quotable movie uh, in all of his catalog against like ha- Billy Madison, against Happy Gilmore. It's a tough battle, but I think I would put, personally put Waterboy above all those movies in quotables. Just like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try not to spoil Waterboy for you guys, but just like his mom, you know, realizing him and Vicky have something going on and. <laughs> he just he stands up to his mama and is like, and I like Vicky, and she liked me back, and she showed me her boobies, and I like them too. Like, anytime he goes off and talks about anything with his mama is brilliant, you know? To be fair, that's every mother's worst nightmare, to have her son say, you know, <laughs> she showed me her boobies, and they were lovely too. I feel like every mother fears that, honestly. Uh, so It's, so it's relatable. fair. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to hear my kids necessarily saying that too soon. But, uh, you know, it's either that line or, like, my mama said that alligators are orny because they got all them teeth with no toothbrush. Like, there's no way I could think of anything that makes me laugh and not think of a quote like that. It is an extremely quotable movie. It's so fun. It's him just being a really good football player despite his his mental inhibitions. Uh, and it's it's lovely. I'll watch that movie every year if I can. I probably do if I look at my average. And... There's no way I can make an Adam Sandler top five list and not put Waterboy in the list and not feel like I'm going to get tackled because I told Bobby Boucher that Gatorade is better than water. 
And I <laughs> Gatorade <laughs> water sucks. Water sucks. <laughs> it really, really sucks. Can we also just talk about how? Well, first of all, there's no doubt in my mind that if Bobby Boucher went pro, you know he would have he would have made Super Bowl MVP. I'm just saying NFL should have drafted him. It's a travesty. But I, like you were saying, my favorite parts of this movie come from things with Mama, who's played by uh, Kathy Bates, I believe. No, not Kathy Bates. Um, who plays Who plays Mama? She's a really famous actress. She's she's awesome. Uh. Oh, you're, you're Kathy Bates. Yeah, yeah Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I gotta say, man, honestly, she she stole the show. Uh, She's awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> my favorite scene is when he has his flashback. Is you know, I never even knew this. this is very educational. This movie does it all. Uh, she's like, Mama, who invented electricity? I think he said Thomas. Did Thomas Jefferson ele- invent electricity? <laughs> it's like Thomas Jefferson didn't invent electricity. I invented electricity. Thomas Jefferson's the devil. It's a devil. <laughs> I was like, wow. Everything's a devil with you, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, she's Love that. she's fantastic. I was like that supporting character, the over the the hyper overbearing Mama. But it's it's like yeah, her her in any scene. I love it. I love it immediately. You have the coach. He's a really prominent actor. Yeah. Everyone should Henry, know his Henry name. Henry Winkler. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is like, Fonz. Yes, exactly. And he's in fucking everything. Like, since back then, he's just, he just throw him in anything and they'll like it. Love him in probably everything he's in. Like, whether it's this, has the Fonz and fucking Arrested Development. He is just such a good comedy actor, too. Where he just has this insecurity against his older brother who's more successful. So... The amount of comedy in this film, it's not going to make you cry, this film, but god damn it, every scene, it just fucking hits. It slaps for me. Water Boy slaps. Water for life. H-T-O gang. H-2-O gang. You know what else is? Number three. You know what else is? I'm sorry, man. I'm just going to go on a Water Boy kick here because you brought it up. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. But another great scene that just flies under the radar. Uh, Remember the kicker? His best friend, the kicker? There's one scene where he's just like envisioning the play. Like like Bobby Boucher's character, he envisions a a KKK a clans, member's head. Yeah, Klansman, yeah, Klansman. He just kicks his head into the kicks field the goal post. Shit out of it too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh my god, I love that film. Good good choice, man. Good choice. Oh yeah, for sure. It has. That's the one where I'm like, does it? Can I even put it on a top five list? And then I then I hit myself and said, of course you do. It's Waterboy, number three. Let's get it. All right, for my number three, mama, mama said, mama, 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 mama says, mama says that is click, because that movie made me cry at the end. The last five minutes of Click, I have to say, no spoilers, but yes, are yes. some of Adam Sandler's best is some of Adam Sandler's best acting uh, that I've seen. Uh, of course, without any Oof. spoilers, I can't say much more. But it's again one of those films that blends drama and comedy. Uh, but I think this film just does it a little bit better than Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy was the preliminary experience for for Sandler when it came to mixing those two genres. Uh, but Click is kind of where he's got his footing. Uh, his acting has improved. And, of course, like you said, you have really peop- really great actors for him to play off of, like Christopher Walken, who I can't even... I'm not even going to attempt to do an impression of Christopher Walken. It's such a <laughs> unique voice. I just... I can't even... I can't even do it. Um, best wife, for sure, in this film. Kate Beckinsale. She's absolutely gorgeous. Actually used to be one of my childhood crushes. Plays his wife. Uh, she does a fantastic job. Uh, of course, you have David Hasselhoff, Henry Winkler. Uh, Jonah Hill. 
who I didn't even remember was in this film until I went back and looked at it. Dude, um, I always forget he's the the older Ben character, right? Yeah, I always forget that. Yeah, him. he's older Ben, Ben Ben Newman. I just thought son. it was a uh, a you know it's a vague white uh, fat white dude, but it's I guess it's yeah, it's Jonah Hill. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's Jonah. Je- that was Jonah Hill's entire shtick <laughs> that- back then. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, this this movie is fantastic. It, it really kicks you in the feels uh, right at the end. And it, it, the payoff is there. It's it's just a it's a great family film. It can be watched by anybody. Um, it, it's, it, it offers enough for adults and children alike. Uh, I know it really wasn't that great of a hit when it came out in 2006, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw it. Uh, what were we teenagers at that point? So. I was very critical of Sandler at that point, and, and Click still made me love it. So it had to be in the top three. Like I said, I was going in increasing order of you know seriousness because I feel like that's Adam Sandler's best acting, the serious role. So Click, number three, got to love it. I think that's the first movie we're, the first movie on our list that has uh, overlapped, yeah. but rightly so. Yeah, surprisingly, surprisingly. It took to number uh, your number three for us to get there, but yeah. Like when I talk about it with my fellow uh, fellow peeps in my circle, yeah, click often comes up as like, oh yeah, fucking great. Like, I want to quote the things that made me cry, but if you haven't seen Click, you need to watch it uh, unspoiled so it can hit you too. Hopefully, because man, like out of seemingly nowhere, it gets progressively more a little bit more darker, a little bit more more conflicted. And oh man, like I actually really feel for this character in a really deep way and. By the end of it, it is a fucking valve breaks, and I'm like, "Oh God, why, Sandler, stop it, stop it, go back to saying what Mama said." But <laughs> yeah, great number, great number three for sure. Yeah, and I even forgot that he saw his parents having sex in that movie. <laughs> that's that's a I definitely could spoil that one. There's some. Ah, <laughs> uh, he totally did. He totally did. So as you can see, it could be very, very dramatic. But ah, uh, man. Great, great fucking season click. I'll, I'll that's another movie I can if it's just on TV, just all in the background, I'll watch it without hesitation, without dispute. It's so. also really self aware. Um, I I remember when I when I first saw it, it was on DVD, and you know this is gonna sound bizarre to some people listening, but they used to have these things called DVD menus, uh, where mm. you put in a movie and there's a menu and you could click play, scene selection, behind the scenes stuff like that. Um, and this movie was so self aware for the for its time. That the main menu was very meta. It was it was just him with the remote, and I think Christopher yeah. Walken talking to you as his character Morty about what different features you could select on the DVD using your remote. So it's little things like that that I really enjoy about this film. So yeah, just it's really just it has a lot of charm, so much charm. It is charmful as fuck, deserving of all Adam Sandler fanatics to be on their top five list. It's on both of ours. For a reason, people. Check out Click if you haven't. Man, okay. Top two? It's top two time. Top two, 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 two. Top I guarantee time. you we've picked Triple the same T. top two movies, but in a different order. So let's just, Triple just, T. Let's just do this. See if I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just going to get into it. Um, we, You guys don't know what it is, but we we probably do. We haven't gone over this list with each other, but we, I mean, listen, you don't talk to each other not talk about adam sandler as friends so we, we probably know where that lives and my number two all-time adam sandler movie is uncut gems 
Uncut Gems. Directed by Josh Safdie. Correct my enunciation. Uh, written by Ronald Brostein. Starring Adam Sandler in a crime drama thriller film. Came out very late last year. And it is a brilliant, uh, deservingly should be awarded, should have been awarded at Oscars film. It is great to have Adam Sandler playing a he has he's character acting. It's a, it's a specific character he's doing. And in the context of this character that is addicted to the rush of flipping products, selling jewelry, taking a gamble on things to then make more out of it, complete addict. This character he's playing is brilliant. It is very hyperactive. It's really animated. And it's very New York. This is a New York film, New York City film. And it is probably my second favorite Adam Sandler performance of all time, only probably under the Meyerwitz stories that I've mentioned. It is a dynamic film. This is a stressful film. Like when I when I think about stressful films, I, I think about films like uh The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio and him versus a fucking bear in nature. Um even uh, a movie like hell, a movie like Infinity War, where like all these characters are in high stakes. Like every scene seemed to play off of a past stress where you're seeing this character who has a who's a gambling addict put shit on a line where the stakes have been established where you know he should not be putting stuff on a line like this yet he keeps fucking doing it and it is completely stressful it's it's still hilarious in the adam sandler way it has brilliant like cameos like kevin garnett being a integral part of the of the overall story of uh adam sandler adam sandler's character howard trying to sell rare diamonds to him um Julia Fox is great in it. Lakeith Stanfield uh, is plays a pretty good role in there. You even have The Weeknd showing up. Even that scene was great. You have ridiculous characters, and mostly Adam Sandler, doing ridiculous things just to better himself, just to just for the thrill of it, just for the love of it for sometimes. And you get caught up in the entire mix, and it ends with such climax that was built the entire two hours you're watching this movie. The payoffs are incredible. I'm still not sure how he was snubbed in the Oscars. I think it's just that. I think the problem is, you know, you know what the problem is, man? We didn't put out an Adam Sandler top five list before this movie came right. out because people forget that my man, the Sandman, goes hard in the paint. They just think about fucking Billy Madison, and they're like, all right, that's probably the, the depth of his acting. But when he needs to, and he doesn't need to to make money, but when he needs to, he can put on a great character performance, a great dramatic performance, and obviously a brilliant comedic performance. And this one probably leans more into like the character slash drama, but it is a great performance. It's a really fun, dynamic crime thriller uh, plot that now I can't see anyone's, anyone else doing that role but Adam Sandler. Maybe maybe throw Leonardo DiCaprio in a in a different timeline in this movie, and that could be interesting. But I think Adam Sandler is on point with even Leonardo DiCaprio in his performance in this movie. So uncut gems, 
Number two, great movie. If you haven't seen it somehow, give it some love. Give it some. I will love. say this though, we we've covered this film before. This was in our um, in yeah, our ATA season one finale, right? Where we uh we did our Oscar nominations and we had different categories. Definitely a fun episode if you haven't checked it out. Uh, but we felt like Uncut Gems was snubbed, and I I still stand by that. It's it's just fantastic acting head to toe and you know it's really funny uh because i remember in an interview adam sandler said and i think i mentioned this in the previous episode uh when we did the uh, ata awards um he had that script on his table he said close to 10 years uh yeah, and his agent just kept wild. saying like nah don't do it you're a comedy guy this will ruin you don't worry about this and he he passed on the film two times and he he finally took it the third time 10 years later and it ended up being one of his best films and it was even in the talks for an Oscar an Academy Award um and Adam Sandler was just laughing he's like man if i would have just picked up this script a few years ago who knows what might happen but it's just it's just that good um i will say warning to anyone who doesn't like being uncomfortable the movie makes you live in that space for close to what 2 hours something like that uh, it is highly uncomfortable, but that is that's the point. It's it's meant to make you feel what it's like to live in this man's world, and uh, I have to say, man, that's a really good choice. Really respect it. Um, I have to say too, uh, based on what I've heard from interviews around uh, the internet and on TV, Adam Sandler is just a pretty damn good natural athlete he's a really good basketball player people oh, yeah. other celebrities he, he goes hard in the paint yeah <laughs> hard uh, in the paint. other celebrities say it all the time they're like yo adam sandler can ball that dude is f- just amazing um and you could tell that that really helped when it came to a lot of his films where he was involved in sports to some degree he's really knowledgeable in sports he's made two football movies uh water boy being one of them I, the other one was the longest yard and um he also, of course, Happy Gilmore is a golf movie, but he also did this film in which he plays a, you know, a, a jewelry store clerk. Uh, but he's very knowledgeable on bookies and how to place bets and, you know, following the game of basketball. So uh, it's just it was really cool to see Adam Sandler be given a character that he could just destroy. I don't think any other actor could have really played this character other than Adam Sandler because it just it just required that intricate knowledge of sports that love of sports and you know just that goofiness of that character um that only adam sandler could provide uh it's it's fantastic what a good film good number two man um solid choice for sure i'll leave it to you now all right well my number two is the second movie that starred jonah hill um and this one is funny people um Oh, yeah. 2009 film stars Seth Rogen, uh, Leslie Mann, Aubrey Plaza, which is crazy. Uh, Aziz Ansari, The RZA, Wu-Tang Forever, uh, Sarah Silverman. It's just got some pretty incredible actors. And this film just kind of, again, requires Adam Sandler to show his dramatic acting chops. And he, he delivers a solid performance that honestly just made me second guess life a little bit. Uh, without getting into too much spoilers, it's uh, essentially Seth Rogen uh, playing a character named Ira Wright who has to follow around uh, Adam Sandler's character and just kind of see what it's like to live in his world. And a lot of this movie is very self-aware. A lot of these actors and comedians play themselves. Um, I know the uh, 
the background for the movie, the promotional, uh, the promotions for the movie were actually kind of interesting too. I think Judd Apatow, he uh, he ended up doing a live show with all these comedians called A Night of Funny People, um, and he had all of them perform, ranking from Aziz Ansari to I believe Seth Rogen. So he had a bunch of big name comedians just kind of promote the film uh, because they play themselves, and uh, yeah, it's just some. Re- it was really really cool content. Movie came out in two thousand nine, and I think at this point, Adam Sandler's most dramatic film before that was Click. Uh, so again, the benefits to this film were that Adam Sandler had already had two movies under his belt, at least that I can remember, that dealt with uh, more dramatic themes. And uh, he doesn't disappoint in this film. He plays this really self-loathing comedian who, despite being funny, is actually suffering on the inside. So it has that whole laughing clown syndrome that kind of plays through the whole movie. Um, and it's just really heartwarming. It's it's a really sad movie. It's it's really it's very dramatic. Very little I think it blends comedy very well into it, but it's it's mostly a dramatic film. Um, but Adam Sandler gives one of his best performances that I've ever seen. Uh, and this is just a really solid film, uh, from head to toe. But without spoiling too much, that's really all I can say. Uh, it's just a delight. Judd Apatow, if you're a fan of his, he directed and wrote the screenplay for this movie. Um, I know it got some nominations like the Teen Choice Award, uh, but honestly, this movie should have gotten more praise for me. Um, I know on, I know currently has like a 69%, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, but um, I think it should it should have been more widely regarded. 2009 was a weird time, I think, for Adam Sandler. Uh, this was right around the time where he started churning out movie after movie that just seemed really, they were they, to be honest, they weren't very good. Like Jack and Jill and and That's My Boy <laughs> was like shortly after this. So I can see why people already had a, a bad taste in their mouth from from Adam Sandler. But this movie, I feel like, flew under the radar, and it's it's a must watch. It's it's Adam Sandler's second best performance in my opinion. So go check it out again. It's one that really punches you in the gut. So be prepared for that, but it's worth it. It's uh, it's it's a wonderful story. Hey, great choice for the number two. Uh, funny people, it actually underperformed at the box office. So you're right; it's not talked about enough because not a lot of people saw it. At least when it came out, budget was around seventy five million, and it had a box office of seventy one million. So lost money there, despite the powerhouse of like the branding of who's in this movie. It just had to be marketing's fault as to why it didn't perform. Because, yeah, you had the Judd Apatow brand. And his brand in late 2000s, that's all you need for a comedy to, I feel, do well. Or for people to be attracted to it, you know? Like, Superbad's one of my favorite mo- comedy movies of all time. And Judd Apatow, that, like, that whole brand and people are still in this movie, too. So, you have Judd Apatow. You had Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, uh, Jason Schwartzman, and all these crazy. You have Ray Romano and Eminem in a scene together. Ray Romano and Eminem in the scene together. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but funny people gave it to you. So that's a great choice for your number two. And um You know what the you know what the problem was? Oh, my bad. Man. Pretty well. But you know what you know what the problem was? They they used MySpace to promote this film. Does anybody remember MySpace? <laughs> in two thousand nine, <laughs> MySpace was practically dead. Why would you do that? I think that that was a big problem for this, honestly. Why why? Just why? You know, it, 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 in their defense, they probably filmed this in like two thousand eight. Facebook, that's when Facebook started to pop off and MySpace was still like, hey, we're still alive, right? You guys like us? So <laughs> maybe that was Fuck it. you, maybe. Mark, <laughs> requesting me as an automatic friend. I don't want you. Go away. <laughs> Get your own friends. 
get your own friends. Uh, yeah, they had a whole MySpace like kind of like product placement thing in there. Um, it, it didn't. It didn't help. Neither MySpace or Funny People made money from that. I think, but this movie definitely deserved more money for the funny that it produced. I was with it. Um, all right. Number one movie, and like mentioning like, hey, this this movie's a good segue. We've been talking about movies that are funny, movies that are dramatic, and what has a good blend of it, and how you rank it, and you know, increase to drama is one way you could do it trying to find what's the funniest movie that's one way you can look at it too what's the what's the most iconic adam sandler movie but for me it definitely is what i love about adam sandler movies is definitely the comedy and the drama i like a good healthy mix of both i love when he gets to flex both muscles and a lot of his comedy can come from just like almost juvenile character work that's just funny it's just hands down funny character work And other times, you know, you give him a good script, some good lines, and he can deliver that pretty well, too, because, you know, he started off as like a 14-year-old Jewish New York stand-up comedian. Um, And that's always been a part of him. I think there are are actually authentic home videos shown in uh, funny people of young Adam Sandler just goofing around. And it's great because that's who he's a funny person. So my number one movie of all time of Adam Sandler is Funny People. Boom. I called it. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen, but please, man, yeah. I, go ahead. I love talking about funny people. Please just take oh, take day. the stage, man. Tell people why they need to go see this movie because I don't think they heard me, but if they if they mm. hear both of us say it, I think it'll mm. I think it'll get through. Talk, I'm going to talk my talk shit. Talk your shit, son. I'm talk, call me Sway. I'm going to talk my shit. Uh, I mean, I can start with underscoring everything you said. It's a powerhouse movie. It is aptly called Funny People because what this movie feels like it are different jumping off points for comics to give their stand-up comedy, whether on the stage, in the film, or to each other in real life. That's a lot of Judd Apatow movies. It just feels like they thought of really hilarious lines, and then the banter is constant. Yes, yeah, almost sometimes it's like overbearing, but I love it so much where – uh, you just have the constant, these are really funny crafted lines being spilled back to back to back. And funny people, half of funny people is that. You get comedians, it's a movie about comedians, uh, doing the performance on stage and then having their life outside of that. And George Simmons, Adam Sandler's character, is Adam Sandler. That's the character. George Simmons is Adam Sandler in this movie. Where even his fictional movies in here are obviously jabs at his actual movies you know like you have a movie in this movie where george simmons character played a baby you know like it's a it's a grown-up that that was turned down into a a baby by some wizard but he still has like adam sandler's head so he has to he has to go through life as a baby and trying to fix it or or a movie where he turns into or he's like a half dolphin or something like that or a mermaid and it's like big block big blockbuster comedies that are obviously bad but he's a fucking borderline billionaire and he's sad because he's rich, he has a big house, he doesn't have a family, he's a dick to everyone around him, and he's lonely. And then he, then he gets critical news, and it kind of throws his life into a tizzy. Uh, meanwhile, you have Seth Rogen's character, who's the opposite of that. It's, it's in, in way of success. He's trying to be a stand-up comedian. He's still doing free gigs at local stand-up bars, and... 
happens to catch George Simmons' eye and starts to write jokes for him. But then you see how the the lonely, rich, successful comedian, actor, uh, big shot Hollywood person, and the troubles that comes with, along with it's depressing, it's funny, and what you get is just a great mix of both. You just get a great mix, like you said, of the drama meets the comedy. I actually think it leans a little bit more into comedy because it definitely just gives everyone, like everyone's funny in this movie, literally everyone. Jonah Hill's in this movie. He's obviously funny. He probably has the best line where him, Seth, and their other roommate, uh, they're all just talking, and <laughs> the roommate's talking about his, uh, his like, uh, grandfather dying, and he's just talking about, yeah, like, remember when um, – when his when my grandfather died and then there was like a candle next to his bed and the candle flickered uh, right when he passed. And, I, you know, it just felt like that was him going to heaven. And Jonah Hill's like, you, I think he went to hell. You, you don't you don't pass through fire to get to heaven. I think I think your grandfather's in hell. Just like <laughs> that's <laughs> this is a great fucking line. Forgot about that line. <laughs> it's just this movie is just littered with those lines. You know, you have you have Ray Romano. Like fanboying, seeing Eminem talk to Adam Sandler's character, and Eminem gets pissed off, like he would, saying, "Oh, what, Ray? What? You want to fuck me? Do you want me to bend over? You want to fuck my ass, Ray?" And then Ray's just all scared, like, and stuff like, "Just don't look at him. Don't look at him." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great because you have all these comedians like playing and actors playing themselves around George Simmons, Adam Sandler as character going through tragedy, and them being all around him to try and cheer him up or get him through it. And it has the Judd Apatow touch. This is one of the most Judd Apatow-esque movies. It's long. It's longer than it should be. And it gets messy at the end. But it's hilarious through and through. And I can't think of a movie I like to replay more than funny people. If you just literally just want to laugh and feel some things. You know, this is, this is a movie I believe is produced by A24 too. In their very, very early years as a production company. A24... Very renowned. Probably one of our most favorite production companies right now is A24. And they had a hand in this too. And it makes a lot of sense. Um, Actually, I'm going to retract that. I don't think they were a part of this one. I think that was just Uncut Gems. I'll retract that. But the Judd Apatow family, you have Seth Rogen putting on this. He like Rogen's adorable. We can all agree Seth Rogen is just an adorable person. And we love him forever and ever. And he's this character, too. He's just this really adorable comedian trying to do the right thing, trying to cheer up Adam Sandler's character. And while he gets shitted on the entire time, his, his real name is Ira Wiener. So you can kind of tell how his childhood was. But I think this movie <laughs> has a couple. It, it's a, it, <laughs> I think the best part definitely is like I want Jonah Hill and Adam Sandler to do more movies together. Like I never would have guessed those two would have been complimentary actors in the way they were but it's fucking hilarious they're a hilarious pairing you have people like jonah hill just backing them up you have um what is her name she's in every single jet of movies because she's leslie man his wife yes uh as a great supporting like actress in this of she just does her shtick she's just a hilarious character and i mean everything about this movie is it's hilarious funny people is it has to be the name of this movie because that's what it's about. It's about funny people being sad and masking that with more funny. And if 2020 can show us anything, it's that life can be really shitty. <laughs> and sometimes the mask of humor 
is all we can lean on at the time. Besides trying to be better people, the mask of humor can help us get to that point. Um, so funny people, I think it's a great movie. Great Adam Sandler movie. My number one Adam Sandler movie of all time. Well, I think it's either that or the lesson is no matter how shitty things get, there will always be Adam Sandler. Um, it's one of those two, though. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Um, yeah, Very true. Yeah, and you know, going back to what you said, yeah, A twenty four was uh, for uncut gems, uh, and I listen. I really can't wait to do that episode in the future where we do our top five A twenty four films. That's going to be difficult. Um, mm. But just true. just to echo that sentiment, we love A twenty four here in the ATA family. Uh, it's no it's no surprise that even our logos are so identical. ATA A twenty four. Uh, they stole it from us. They owe us money, but you know we won't we won't dispute anything right now. Uh, but yeah, man, we definitely need to do like a top five A twenty four. But they just put out gold. Like their movies are fantastic, which is why my number one is Uncut Gems. Just like I s- mm-hmm. predicted, our number ones and twos were the same, or were the same movies just flip flopped. Um, we promise you, we did not discuss this beforehand. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was a little underprepared for this episode uh, compared to Randy here, but I think we we both agreed that our top two fil- our top two spots should go to these films. I already sp- said a lot about Uncut Gems. Uh, I will say it's very similar to Funny People because it tackles a very similar theme of even though people may have riches or a good life, uh, it's sometimes not enough. Uh, money cannot buy you happiness, uh, and it definitely can't solve all your problems which is definitely the the theme of Uncut Gems. Uh, without going into stu- too much spoiler territory, go watch it. But uh, it just deals with the fact that even though sometimes things work out for you, sometimes the price is too high. Uh, and I think for me, that was the lesson Uncut Gems delivered. Uh, and you know, just the background story that I mentioned before about Adam Sandler not even looking at the script until years later. Just really... This really adds something to this film for me. I think it was just, it was destiny. It was one of those scripts, just like Ray had Jamie Foxx. And, you know, according to the story of the writer for the movie Ray, he had written it and then stashed it away because he couldn't find the right actor at the right time. Same thing with, you know, Inglorious Bastards. Quentin Tarantino uh, was really looking for a character to play Hans Landa, an actor, and he couldn't find it until he found uh, Christoph Waltz. Felt it was the same thing for this movie. No one else could have played this role better than Adam Sandler. It was honestly made for him, uh, which is probably why it was pitched to him three times. Thank God he took it. Uh, but this movie is just is just gut wrenching, but it's just so informative. Um, it really shows the dangers of addiction, especially you know gambling addictions and how it can affect your family life and honestly put you on this this downward trajectory of always wanting more. Um, and even though you lose over and over again, you still deceive yourself into thinking that you can fix everything with just one more bet. So this movie, amazing. Go check it out. Like you said, it's got some heavy hitters, Lakeith Stanfield, um, which is, you know, he does a great job in this film. He does a really good job with kind of these pseudo hip hop roles. Um, very, He's got a very wide range. I know I first saw him in Atlanta, uh, but he's he's just a phenomenal actor. Um, and of course, in typical fashion, you've got amazing cameos like The Weeknd. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. Favorite part of this whole film is there's one point where Adam Sandler gets the shit beaten out of him. Um, and he's just crying in his office like 
like a little child to his uh, his mistress, uh, Julia Fox, who plays Julia DeFiore. Um, and it's just it's just him dumping on himself and, and kind of loathing and self-pity. Um, and it's just so believable uh, that a character who suffers from this kind of addiction would experience lows like this. And it's very powerful. So that was my favorite scene. But uh, yeah, there was a, that was my number one spot. Uh, both ve- all very good films, but Uncut Gems for me, uh, just a new classic. I will I will watch it a third time, but every time I watch it, I got to take a break. It's just it's that powerful, um, and it's it's over two hours, so it really gets it really pulls on your uh, anxiety string in your brain. But it's definitely worth a watch. Loved it. Should have gotten an Oscar, but hey, man, you you got you got to mention twice on ATA. So we love you, Sandman. We love you, A twenty four. Uh, you deserve my number one spot. Very fair, very fair. I mean, yeah, if you bring together A twenty four and Adam Sandler, it, it it very well argued to be the number one Adam Sandler movie. I mean, maybe even A twenty four. We'll see when we get there. Um, even, all right, that's that's even, our, that's our top five though. Even man. I was learning about betting, and I don't even I don't even gamble. I was like, oh my god, this movie is so informative. <laughs> I know exactly how to bet in New York City now. Um, <laughs> exactly, it you, you know for better or worse. You you have a you have an uncut playbook <laughs> to maybe follow. Actually, don't do anything he does. It's way too stressful. Just just get just just invest in anything else. But what this character does, one, um, one if you want a stress free life. Yeah, and one thing I I did want to just kind of top off this episode with was we had a really difficult time. Uh, so I just want to throw out some honorable mentions there. Um, some of my favorite films that I didn't include was The Longest Yard. Um, that was the second football movie Adam Sandler made out of, after Waterboy. And, you know, despite it not being the best film, it's, again, really enjoyable, very quotable. It's one of those feel-good movies where you just sit down and you just want to see the good guys win. Uh, that's what The Longest Yard is. And for any of you who remember Nelly, it's got Nelly in it. Um, Adam Sandler plays this quarterback who I think it, he gets sent to jail for being, you know, drunk and driving. He gets sent to Texas in this jail and he has to, you know, play football against the guards who have their own football team in their own league. And I think it's a remake of the Burt Reynolds version, uh, which I think came out yeah. in the 80s, the 70s. I don't remember exactly when, but uh, it's still a wonderful film. Love the water boy. That was at the top of my list. Uh, a lot of people hate this one. I always thought it was hilarious because I love the late, great Rodney Dangerfield. Um, I thought little Nicky is always an, an enjoyable, mindless ride. Um, and uh, another one, well, there's two. Spanglish, uh, I remember loving it. That's another one of his serious roles. Came out in 2004. Uh, I just haven't seen it recently. It's been a few years since I've even seen the movie. I, I couldn't remember enough of it to honestly give my honest uh, my honest ranking on this list. So I will check that one out again. But I remember loving it. That was another dramatic role of his. And, of course, I hear that his best film is Punch Drunk Love, which I have not seen. Um, it's fa- I hear it's fantastic. Uh, so don't go attacking us for not putting it in our top five. I understand it's probably a fantastic film. I just never got around to it. So um, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, but those were my honorable mentions, man. How about for you? Yeah. So, yeah, like I mentioned at the top today, uh, this list was harder to put, to put together than the 2019 top 10 list. And, you know, my number six Adam Sandler movie would have been Spanglish. Uh, watched it a few times as a youngster came out in the, the mid two thousands and I just rewatched it last week and it's a lovely film. It's 
for one, it stars, you know, Spanish speaking characters. Um, and the main character is purely Spanish speaking for the majority of the movie, um, uh, playing against this, uh, very privileged family and the dynamics that can come when those worlds can collide and the inherent drama that can ensue. And it is a lovely film. It's still funny, but it's way more Adam Sandler playing a grounded father being just the best father he can while just trying to run his little restaurant business, his actually uh, booming restaurant business with his uh, maybe conflicting uh, marital issues. And it is a lovely film. It's just it's a really it's a really touching one. It's a nice little romance drama. It's more romance drama than it is even comedy. I it's hard to even call this movie comedy, but it's it's a really nice romance drama. It, romance drama. It's a nuanced performance by Sandler. Definitely, probably his top five acting gigs of what I've seen is definitely Spanglish. That's but that was my number six. Um, other honorable mentions: um, Punch Drunk Love. I seen once back sophomore year in college. I remember thinking, "Wow, I didn't know Adam Sandler can actually put on a performance like this." It's something I also needed to rewatch before I would actually put it on my list, but I. Do remember him being a really good actor in that one? Um, Longest Yard, I also really like that as well for all the reasons you said. Uh, and of course, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are classics. But the one I will point out that I definitely wanted to put on the list, but just couldn't. Maybe if I had like seven or eight spots, I would have. Uh, Fifty First Dates, Fifty First Dates. I really like that movie. It is. It is silly. It's not the best written movie, but. The concept in of itself of Adam Sandler falling in love with this person who has an, a really advanced extreme form of of dementia as as like a young twenty something year old woman where she can only remember up to twenty four hours before it resets to her accident. So every twenty four hours, she then resets her memory to that day of the accident. So for years. That's the case. And he falls in love with this woman and he tries to find a way to make that work. And it's such just like click is unexpectedly touching 50 first dates. To me, it's on the level of click where the inherent concept is really sad. It turns out to be extremely sad. And you have Adam Sandler playing more of a sweetheart character in this role. Uh, So. 51st Dates gets one of my most notable honorable mentions up there with Spanglish as really sweet, sincere role uh, that blends this touching story with classic Adam Sandler comedy. So a lot of honorable mentions. Surprisingly, it, admittedly, I was surprised it was this difficult. But then I remember I just need to throw more respect on the Sandman's name. So Hon- respect to you, sir. Respect Honestly, you. man, you know what I'm surprised you didn't mention? Mr. Deeds. You love that film. Um, Mr. Deeds is, is I think, from what I remember in college, was one of your favorite films. So again, I'm again, that's what made this this list so tough. Um, well, f- for the record, I do not like Mr. Deeds. Oh, I thought you did. Uh, oh, never mind. I nope. guess I'm just a shitty friend and don't listen. Um, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, <laughs> you're telling me you don't love Crazy Wizard Eyes? Uh, come on, man. Come on. Honestly, I've seen that movie once. When probably when it came out, Mr. Deeds. So. I think I, that year, Eight Crazy Nights came out. I like Eight Crazy Nights as my favorite. Two thousand two. That Adam was Schiller another film. one of my honorable mentions <laughs> because it was the it was the it was in two thousand two, and that's when animated movies, other than Disney, weren't real. They 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 weren't a thing for adult 
because uh, it's got adult humor. It, it was really an adulty type it's, of anime movie. It's very movie. adult. It's extremely adult. They have a character named Miss Triple Nipple. Yeah. It's an it's adult movie. And uh, I, what we 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 had animated shows for adults back then, like South Park and Daria, but we didn't see that in movie form. Um, and I think Eight Crazy Nights was one of the first films to tackle that uh, adult audience, and we didn't really see it later until what, like uh, uh, that one food or Sausage Fest. So. Sausage, sausage party. Yeah, sausage, yeah. I mean, yeah, you had party, a yeah. you had a few with like South Park, bigger, be, better, uncut, and maybe like Beavis and Butthead to America, but yeah, these movies were like very few and far in between. And it's a it's a Jewish central film. It's about Hanukkah and basketball and Adam Sandler's wild character. So, I so it was on my list too, uh, as potentials. But man, hard to fit those in. There. And like I said, he's just got such a like a wide array of of movies you we could even do a top five worst adam sandler films of all time and that would still be fun uh for an opposite reason of course but yeah there's just uh, when it comes to sandman he's got a little bit for everybody so we just wanted to pay homage to him today and just kind of uh tell you what we thought our best films were uh, definitely tell us what you think uh in the comment section below yeah. Or tell us that our list is completely stupid or that we're stupid for even doing an Adam Sandler episode. Let us know, guys. We, we want to hear it. <laughs> and if we, if we were to ever do a retrospective episode, we would uh, really like if everyone just messages Adam Sandler and tell, and tell him to come on our show so he can give his own top five of his own catalog. How meta can That's you what, get? I'm trying, to hear, I'm trying to hear it for the GOAT himself. And, uh, yeah, hit him up. Sandler? We're open. We're open. Let, let's get this remote interview going, and uh, we'll have we'll have a we'll have a crazy night out of it. A crazy night out of it. But this was fun. This was difficult because instead of top ten, which gives us so much room to put everything on there, top five really makes you pick. It's one reason why it was a little bit harder than our top 10 2019 film review that we did. But it was fun, and I love the idea of doing our top five A twenty four because. Uh, we fillet them anytime we can. I want them to stick their dicks so. in me. You know, that's how good I, they are. If you're listening, please, A24, hit us up. Uh, slide on our DMs. We'll slide in yours. Um, I think that's a that's probably in the next few episodes, if not the next one, top five A24 movies from both of us. That has to come. Um, but we'll, we'll let you know when that's coming. If you want to follow us a little bit more closely, uh, you can find our Facebook and Instagram at After the Act podcast you can find all of our work at magicpictures.com uh excuse me malinpictures.com i'm just blessed over the magic of adam sandler right now i'm just i'm feeling blessed uh find us at malinpictures.com you can email us at the after the act podcast at gmail.com if you have any any ideas of what you want us to review next movies shows top five lists of cinemas directors characters you want us to talk about let us know 2020 is a weird year we're down for doing weird reviews, so we'll keep this ball rolling. We'll keep you guys entertained. We'll keep all of us sane, hopefully. And tune in next time where we'll give you more ATA magic uh, because Mama said we, 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 we the best podcast out there. And Mama said it. You know it must be true. By the way, uh, yeah, Adam Sandler just uh, actually slid into our DMs. He just sent me a message. He says, dear, oh, dear yeah. ATA, um, hmm. what you have just said, in this episode is one of the most insanely idiotic <laughs> things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent responses were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. 
Yeah. Well, you know, if you wanted to dis- listen to our podcast or not, a simple no would have sufficed. I know. Anyways, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.